Raccoonie. What it is. Buck. What up? Red Blooded Outdoors. Episode number one, five, 15. 15. XV. Mm-hmm. XV. July 4th, 2021. Yep. Are y'all done eating them arrowheads? Arrowheads? Yeah, I'm done eating them. I believe what? it'd be pretty painful to eat an airhead. <laughs> That's right. Y'all told me they're airheads. Are y'all done eating them airheads? Yeah. How many How many come in a sack of them? That sack comes with five. Five? Yeah. I ate two of them, but I ate one. What do they taste like? Are they, well, y'all said they was like taffy. Yeah, just like a laughing taffy. Yeah, like a long taffy. Different. Black Buck had a white. Yeah, his was mystery. Well, I ate the cherry one before y'all come in here and then noticed they had a special edition one. What was uh what was the white one? What was the mystery flavor? The mystery flavor of everything is the same. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what it is. So it's that's actually become its own type of flavor. Yeah. Oh, this tastes like mystery. Yeah, that's what yeah. that's what it's like. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. The mystery flavor is the mystery so flavor. So the mystery yeah. flavor of all other candies is all the same flavor? Yeah. Pretty much. Mystery. July 4th, Raccoonie. What, yeah. What's that mean to you? Freedom. America. Independence. Both teeth. Yeah. Yeah, what? Man, yeah. We quit putting up with all the crap. Yeah, on July 4th, yeah. 1776, the Continental Congress said, hey, these 13 colonies right here, we're tired of your racket, King George the Third, King George Three. <laughs> Take your British mess and bounce on out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're united. We're free. We're independent. Roll with it. And we got a bunch of citizens here that's got some guns, and uh, they agree with us. Mm-hmm. So what you yep. going to do? And them jokers stood up flat-footed. Flat-footed. They wasn't playing. Flat-footed and did that deal. And I'm so grateful they did. Y'all grateful? Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, You know, that actually had voted... Two days before, uh, when they approved the resolution of independence, did you know that, Cody? I did not. They did, and uh, check out this letter that John Adams had wrote to his wife. His wife was named Abigail. Abigail Adams. Abigail Adams. We watched a show in U.S. history from. It's called John Adams. That right. come on HBO. Right. We watched that whole thing in U.S. history. Right. So I believe he wrote this on July 3rd, 1776. Um, the second day of July, 1776, will be the most memorable epoch in the history of America. I'm apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as a day of of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnated with pomp and parade, with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, uh, 
and illumination from one end of this continent to the other from this time forward forevermore. We generally always celebrate my mama y'all's gang gal mm-hmm. birthday on July 4th. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we look forward to that. I'm so grateful for those men back in 1776, 1775, the whole Revolutionary War. I'm grateful for every bit of it. It's because of men like that and men that have been like that since that time all the way to now Mm -hmm. that we even get to celebrate, that we get to do what John Adams said we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Celebrating our independence, celebrating this day. Oh yeah, America, America. What about you, Buck Teeth? Oh yeah. So what y'all been doing? First one of y'all that says y'all been working, I'm I'm telling you, I'm gonna give you a pop knot. Well, that'd be a lie because we ain't been working. This yeah, week. <laughs> ain't worked at all. Well, true that. You, but you work Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. You scared to say it now, ain't you? Know I give you a pop knot. I'll say uh, it. I've worked on Tuesday, but I ain't been working. We went to, uh, we had, we was blessed to go down to the PCB. Panama City Beach, Florida. Y'all's first time being down there. Yep. Yep. But now we wasn't messing around no beach. No, mm. we wasn't in the beach or nothing no. like that. I ain't about the beach. If, if I had to choose between one day all expense paid trip to a landfill and one and five days all expense paid trip but i had to be on the beach every day i'm gonna take that landfill if i got to be on that beach i like about 10 minutes of the beach i'm not a beach man at all i'm not a beach man so what would an all expense paid trip to the landfill look like (laughs) well I, I'm assuming you probably stop by Bojangles, get your chicken biscuit in the morning. Hmm. <laughs> just regular old day. Just just roll on to the landfill, hang out, laugh and cut up with truck drivers coming in and out. Get that smell, that atmosphere of the landfill going on. <laughs> then you go get you some lunch. You know what I mean? You come back and you're listening to the, the roar of the them diesel engines, them tractors pushing off all that garbage and trucks in and out. Yeah. Over the beach. <laughs> I just ain't a beach, man. No joke. Like, two hours of it, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Just, uh. I agree. Am I am I boring you? No, no. I mean, you, you just Yawn. yawned. I know. I in the s- microphone. I just woke up. Do you think people want to hear that mess? Hey. Yeah. But do you yeah. think people want to hear that? No, ain't nobody want to hear nobody yawning. What's that shirt you got on? 1776 United. Yeah. What's on the back of it? On the back of it, it's got a picture of George Washington that says, Let me see. Up. Let me see. <laughs> oh, that's that one. Oh, that's that new shirt you got. Yeah. Me and my homies would be stacking bodies by now. <laughs> yeah, they probably would. Yeah, they probably would have said bump this mess. Y'all Man, acting like a bunch of morons. Me and my homies would be stacking bodies by now. What you got on, Kenny? Just stand for it. Yeah. 
with the American flag on there. Get you some of that. So, yeah, PCB. What'd y'all think about PCB? I liked it. Wasn't it wasn't nowhere near as crowded as I thought it was going to be. Man, you know what? Some I had three or four people tell me the week before, oh, it's so crowded down there. You ain't going to be able to go nowhere. The beach is shoulder to shoulder. All the restaurants is... If you don't get there right when they open, you ain't going to get a table. You ain't going to get to well, eat. Well, the restaurant thing was true. I don't think it was that crowded. But, I mean, if you didn't get there right off the rip, you was waiting 30 minutes to get, a, get you a table. 30, 45 minutes, son. We wait that long right here at the house. 30, yeah. 45 minutes if you go at prime eating time. Yeah. That ain't that bad at all. No. So whoever was giving me my information was way off. Yeah, really. Yeah, it wasn't that crowded. And when we was leaving Friday morning, uh, it didn't seem like there was a, a whole a whole lot of folks piling in there neither. No. Uh-uh. You figured they would be because of 4th of July, but that wasn't. Well, I think they got that. August said they got that uh, storm. Tropical Storm yeah. Elsa. Her, yeah, Tropical Storm Elsa coming up in there. Yeah. That's that gal from Frozen, ain't it? She gonna lay some, <laughs> she gonna lay some ice down over there. Yeah, tropical storm Elsa coming up in there right behind it. Rainstorm Olaf. There you, <laughs> there you go. That uh, so yeah, we went down there to Panama City Beach, Florida, to do some deep sea fishing. Yep. That uh, what was y'all's initial thought rolling into Florida? Now, y'all have been Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina. But y'all have never been down in the Orange State. No. What did you think about it? Just just your initial thought when you was driving down the highway, checking out Florida. Some of these jokers need to invest in a lawnmower. Oh, I, yeah. True that. Yeah. Now, in Panama City... I don't know. I ain't hating on the people there for not cutting their grass. But in Panama City, I was like, whoa, cuh. When, where the landscapers at down here? That's like, what I'm saying. Like not not residential houses, but, yeah, uh, you know, the commercial buildings and mm-hmm. things of that nature, the, the Arby's and stuff like that. Yeah, they didn't have, they didn't have nothing going on with that grass. No. I noticed that. I believe, Cooney, you could take a push mower down there and make a killing. Probably could. And and just wipe it up. Yeah. Take a sling blade down there, you can make a killing too. <laughs> True that. So, all right, so you noticed the landscaping. What else hit you off the top of your brain? Mm, all the buildings there are weird colors. Yeah. They're like all pink and orange. Oh, well, that's the, that's the old seaside vibe yeah, you know what I'm, the oceanside vibe yeah. they got going White House with them pastel like, colors yeah them pastel colors yeah that one hotel or whatever it is is painted that weird orange color mm-hmm. they got them weird orange colors down there i did notice it wasn't that hot well it was overcast yeah it was now that every time i've been down there in july august deep sea fishing uh, you would just melt it'd be so hot 
the sun's out just i mean the sun is just destroying stuff it's so hot down there and uh it was definitely not like that this time at all so we took a what it takes about six hours to get there from the from here yeah we met a buddy of ours and his family at his house and rode about six hours and uh Man, we cut up and laughed and had a ball, did we not? That that was definitely a car ride to remember. Definitely a car ride to remember. Mm-hmm. Well, Buck slept most of the time in the car. Did you not? I mean, not most of the time, no. no. I mean, I tried to sleep, but it couldn't sleep in that back seat. That thing was <laughs> straight up and down. We uh, So we rode down there with some buddy of ours, James, Blake, Blake's wife, Cat, and uh, we got to catch up on a lot and act a bunch of fools. But now, <laughs> me and Blake had some some good talks, some good conversations. Was y'all overhearing our conversations? Was y'all listening to us? I couldn't hardly hear nothing past James. <laughs> James back there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we had some good conversation in it. The reason I'm mentioning that is I start i started this program 40 days of deliverance and uh i had to the beginning of the programs a 40 hour fast and uh i wasn't really worried about the fast myself you know you i talked to people and this and that and they're oh oh you know that's crazy to, to do a fast i'd never done a fast before that's crazy to do a fast while you while you're going on vacation, all them good seafood places to eat down there and Angelo's and Captain Anderson's, and you ain't going to be able to do that. Well, there was never any doubt in my mind I was going to be able to do it. But the conversations me and Blake had on the way down there uh, about God, about faith, about just life in general was was meant for me to be a part of was meant meant for me to hear you see what i'm saying yeah and it that it was such a blessing a blessing to have those hours and that fellowship with all of y'all with everybody that went on the trip it uh i'm I'm telling you i just know it was meant to be it was meant for me to be a part of and for me to hear I'll get into more about the the program in the fast when I'm done. You know, I'll talk about it on the podcast then. Um, But, yeah, I did that 40-hour fast while we was down there. And uh, I had the opportunity to to do that in the midst of a vacation, the Mm -hmm. blessing to do that in the midst, and the blessing to be able to have some fellowship and discussion with everybody about it and that was a blessing in and of itself a hundred percent when we got down there we went to eat and i made the decision i was going to eat a big old steak Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was a big old steak son and uh i said well maybe this will help me with some hunger you know what i mean that said 32 ounce but it was bone in at captain anderson's restaurant at the marina there and uh, man that state was good i didn't even have to really didn't have to use a knife to uh pull that steak apart that thing was delicious 
good. Yeah. Real good. But that was my last meal on that Wednesday until Friday morning. I think we finally ate breakfast about what nine thirty, nine forty five. Yes, and yeah. we, in which all of y'all and I appreciate it all y'all said, Well corn can't eat till nine o'clock. So we're gonna make sure we line it up to where we're eating breakfast at nine or, or a little bit after. And uh that was good. I did notice though when I was eating my first meal that um that it didn't you know, most of the time, as I th- as I was on the fast and one one uh, after we fished, you know, y'all went to eat, and I did my walk around the outskirts around where y'all was eating in the restaurant there at Panama City, which was something, by the way, I never would have done before, and it was a blessing to be doing that because of this program. That is something. I never would have went off by myself and had thoughts and thinking and praying off by myself, but so I had the opportunity to do that. And Blake had mentioned it to me once before while we was talking about the amount of time you put in preparing food, the thought process you put in at getting food, and the thought process you got in, in enjoyment of food. Oh, no, I don't want to eat there. I want this. And no, oh, yeah, I got to have me some of that. And uh, I got to really think on that. And that evening, as I was doing my walk around Panama City, and then that morning, when I when it was time for me to eat, when uh, as I was eating, I enjoyed the meal. It was really good. Don't get me wrong. But it it was eating. I was eating. I felt like I was sustaining my body. Like putting sustenance in it for a reason. Yeah. For a reason. And not just eating just to eat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, there was a time like like uh, Wednesday evening, I went to grab a muffin just out of habit. And I realized, well, I'm not even hungry. I was grabbing this just to grab it. And then there was one time on the boat that uh, it was around 12.30, I guess. One of y'all, some of y'all, that was probably you, Cooney, <laughs> left a box of sweet, little Debbie sweet rolls out nah, on that, that table. That was James. James, James bought the Swiss <laughs> he prob- rolls. He probably did it on purpose, didn't he? He probably did. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went in there, and I was like, man, I want one of them sweet rolls. And uh, I sat right down and opened up the the bible there on my bible app i bet five seconds i wasn't even thinking about food at all so those two times and the muffin was just out of habit and then that sweet roll them sweet rolls and that was it that was it but now my old belly my old belly got the grumbling uh on the way back to the hotel from when y'all was eating and I did my little old it was my I call it my jock is a jock <laughs> jog walk <laughs> yeah a jog walk together you know what I mean and uh most stomach got that but it wasn't out of hunger you know we got to it got to uh rumbling around and I went in there and messed that bathroom up for y'all they messed it up for me yeah James was worried about it yeah <laughs> yeah I knew I had to beat James there. Yeah, because James would have tore that thing up, too. <laughs> so, 
but now that man that just that whole experience was a blessing you know you get to thinking every day is life and i had this thought too every day is life why when i'm doing something fun or something that it that that is perceived to be fun and is out of the ordinary taking a trip to florida taking a trip to virginia to hunt you know what i mean yeah i don't add i don't take god out of it but it's it's still my life it's still a day that's i've been blessed with to do something for god to try to get closer to god to ask god for something to ask god for movement you see what i'm saying to ask god to show me where I need to be helping somebody, so on and so forth, etc. The list is endless of what I could be doing every day because every day is life. And I sort of realize that. I, I will put, um, I mean, for lack of better words, it makes you made me feel like crap to thank you, but I'll put my faith off to go have fun. You know how hard that is to say? If I hadn't have been doing that fast or in this program, I don't know when my dumb butt would have realized that. But it's the truth. Wholeheartedly the truth. So that's about that's <laughs> about the fast. What uh so Coney, you ate grouper for the first time at Captain Anderson's. Yeah. It was very, very delicious. It was a fried grouper, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, how'd you like it? I liked it. I think it was a little, like, mushy. You know what I'm saying? Right. When you eat something that's, like, mushy. Right. It was very mushy. There was another buddy down there. I hadn't seen him in probably 15 years. Greg. Oh, Greg. Greg, mm-hmm. what'd you say? He was the oldest Bo Cephas? Yeah. No, <laughs> did, I didn't. Did, no. Did he get, when we went to Winn-Dixie, did he get one of them milkshakes from Winn-Dixie? No. Nah. <laughs> he didn't? No. Um, but he, he was. He sure was surprised to hear about it, though. About a, milk, a Winn-Dixie milkshake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, so you like the fried grouper. Mm-hmm. And on, on your rating of all the fried fish. That you've eaten, what I mean, where where that grouper line up? I'm, it's probably gonna be number one because I ain't ate much fried fish. I mean, I've had fried catfish, right. then I've had Captain D's fish, and I'd say the fried fried grouper is probably the best one. Sp- speaking of fried catfish, let me tell you what this knothead did the other day. Now Cooney has ate fried catfish probably all of his life. Oh yeah. But I guess I have failed as a father to either not realize that Cooney hasn't been eating whole fried catfish properly or he just hadn't ate whole catfish, period. I ain't never ate it. Because we went to a place uh, probably Monday, wasn't it, or two Fridays ago? That was Monday. And uh, Cooney got him some fried catfish, whole fried catfish, and he took and ripped the top portion of that thing off and was going to stick it in his mouth. Whole catfish with the bones. Oh, you was going to use... No. <laughs> so I had to show him how to take his fork and run down the 
down the fish from the yeah. where the head would live at all the way down to the tail and peel that meat off. Yeah. You can't eat the bone? He, he was about to put a porcupine in his mouth. For sure. He was about to run his day. Oh, you weren't going to have fun with that? No. He, he made, Cooney, you made me feel as if I failed as a father. If somebody says, hey, what's that boy's name? And I say, Cooney, that's my oldest son. They're going to expect you to know how to eat whole fried catfish. Well, I didn't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you didn't tell me. You, I ain't never ate whole catfish before. Never. Well, you finally did. All right, so you ate fried catfish, fried grouper. Uh, you've had snapper before. I know you have. You had that mahi-mahi that I cooked. Yeah, that don't really count. That was really, really burnt. Really burnt. <laughs> like if the outside of something fried is black, I don't even think that's considered cooking anymore. You've had salmon. Don't be knocking on my cooking, son. Do not knock on my cook. It's bad. <laughs> Do not knock on my cooking game. I've had salmon. You've had mahi mahi salmon. Uh, you've had you've had enough different types of fish to I'm compare. Say, that. I'm still gonna put the snap or the grouper up front. Up front, yeah. Number one, yep. Number one. Okay. All right. What'd you eat there, Buck? Did you, you had shrimp, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I like shrimp. Was it good? So that was that was the first evening, and then we then we get up four o'clock mm-hmm. Thursday morning, mm-hmm. July first. Head to the marina. Y'all two ain't never been deep sea fishing. Nope, Nuh-uh. never. We hop on the boat. What was the bo- name of the boat? Kelly girl. Kelly girl. Kelly girl. We hop on the boat, Captain August. And deck hand Griffin. Griffin. Mm-hmm. And uh we bounce out. We roll out. What was your initial thought? Now I'm I'm trying to give the people a perspective of somebody, two babies that ain't never been deep sea fishing before. <laughs> I mean what y'all's feelings are. Y'all y'all need to articulate and explain how how y'all Enjoyed it, didn't enjoy it, liked it, loved it. I mean, what, what, I mean, pulling up to the marina, what was your initial thought, Cooney? Pulling up to the marina? I, I, I don't even know what my initial thought was. It was I don't we, know. We had already been to the marina there. Yeah, we'd already been there. But we didn't go down on the docks. No. All right, so pulling up. I I'm mean, like, you get that smell. God, that's nasty too. You didn't. You thought that smell was nasty. Everybody, uh, yeah, dead fish. Everybody <laughs> thinks that's nasty. That's just what. That's just what that place smells like everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's just what it smells like. It's the the ocean. It's the fish. It's the, the boats. The exhaust. You know, it's it's. It doesn't all. change the fact that it's nasty. <laughs> so it smells pretty rough. Do, do you feel that way about the smell, but? No, I thought it just... I mean, it wasn't like throw up rough, but it was like, whew, I got it nasty. So we hop on the boat. Mm-hmm. We strike out. What'd you think? We strike... It's dark when we strike out. Yeah. You pull up to that joker with the live bait boat. Yeah, yeah. on the little boat. That. Yeah. I didn't know that's how they got the bait. Yeah. 
I thought they already had like stocked up ready for you. I didn't know they stopped like that when you was on the way out. But well, you can you can buy it uh, before you roll out. Yeah. But when you get it, are you? I mean, you can catch it yourself. Yeah. Too, but that that takes away from your fishing time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they got their own little sets down there. You know, of people that help each other out, and they yeah. help this guy out, and this guy helps this guy. And yeah. Just like everywhere, just like here, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's that's the guy they used to get their bait. And uh, yeah, that was pretty neat. Saying, what do you think about the bait, man? Did you notice how his, how his uh, rain suit was cut off about shin high? Yeah, about shin high. It was weird. Well, I wonder why it was like that. His boat goes up to your shin. I mean, what's that, what's that got to do with anything? Rain ain't going to hit you if the boat's blocking the water. I think it's so he don't walk on yeah, the heels of that he, rain suit and yeah. slip and fall. Um, I think it's so he doesn't get caught up in it. Yeah, don't uh, get caught up in nothing. In I the, like my explanation better. Because you don't want to, you don't want to slip out there and fall in the ocean. Yeah, that'd be pretty rough. Yeah, Daddy did tell me multiple times on the boat. Now don't fall off this thing. Yeah, don't fall off. That's that's big water out there. Yeah, that's big water. Um, so yeah, now we're leaving the bait man, and uh, August says we. Buckle down. Got a four-hour boat ride before we start fishing. Four hours. Now, I've been deep-sea fishing. And now, this boat's nice. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Air-conditioned cabin. I mean, nice seats to sit in. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, it is comfortable without a doubt. But I've never been on a four-hour straight boat ride. Uh, Normally you know maybe an hour and a half two hours and then we ride to fishing now we went on a 12 hour 12 hour trip and uh so we strike out four hour boat ride what you thinking on that boat ride Cooney? i liked it it was cool i had never done it before been on a boat like that right I, it was cool watching the water yeah watching the ocean the yeah. waves how it just never ends we went by we went by that big old one rain cloud. Oh yeah. And seeing that water, that rain cloud pound that ocean in the in the mist and mm-hmm. it looked like the clouds was two foot off the ocean. You know what I mean? Where that cool water was hitting that ocean water and uh I mean it looked like, like it was a big old tornado out there, you know. And that, yeah, that was pretty neat. What'd you think of the boat ride book? Uh, for the parts I didn't sleep. Because I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> Buck took Dramamine the night before. Uh, so we took it about. Florida's an hour behind us. So, that part of Florida. Yeah, that part of Florida is. So I think we took it about 9 o'clock. And then when we got up, we took it about 4.30. Yeah. Again. So you had two totes. Two doses of Dramamine within seven hours, yeah. seven and a half hours. Then you're on the boat. I didn't expect you to get sick, but we do that four-hour boat ride. And as we're riding, as we're riding, and the water wasn't bad at all. Mm-mm. Just I'd say choppy, but at minimal choppy. Yeah, yeah. at minimal. And uh, we, which all three of us, we were sitting outside. 
we were sitting on the, the back deck of the boat. And uh, I got to watching Buck. And Buck went from talking and being all excited and giddy to all of a sudden his facial expression changed. And he's staring. <laughs> he's like gazing everywhere he looks. And I thought, oh, this joker is getting sick. I said, what's up, Buck? You getting sick? He's like, no. <laughs> About two hours later, what's up, Buck? You getting sick? No. White as a ghost. White as a ghost. <laughs> I thought, yeah, this this joker is getting sick. And then he went and laid down. And uh, we ended up going 54 miles from Panama City. We was below Mexico Beach, Florida. That's a pretty good haul. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good haul. Um, I don't know how fast that boat goes. That's a, I can't even remember how big James said the boat was. Big old boat. Yeah. I mean, it ain't no joke. Big. He said it had two motors in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot, most of them do down there. But, the, but this is a big boat. I think it's rated at 40, could, can hold 40 people. That's what he told me. August told you that? Yeah, he said it can hold 40 people. Right. Said the most he's had on it at one time is 20. Wow. And I feel like 20 is pretty packed in that boat. Well, yeah, I I, I feel like 20 had been packed in. I wish I I could remember the dimensions of it. But So there was seven of us and two of them, so there was nine people on the boat. And, I mean, nobody ever stepped on nobody's toes or Mm -mm. really got in anybody's way if you was in somebody's way it's just because a wave bounced you over there or something um so yeah then finally we get out there to where we're going to fish so coming out coming out the cabin the fishing so the deckhand explains to y'all how to fish what was your initial thought because you y'all were Used to bass, bass fishing, catfishing, brim fishing, trout fishing. Yeah, that's that's what y'all growed up doing. Mm-hmm. And he he explains to y'all to drop this, drop the line all the way to the bottom, mm-hmm. and just barely bring it off the bottom, or just leave it right there just on the it, yeah. right there on the bottom. And he explained to you to bite that you probably just gonna feel it couple of little bumps Mm -hmm. and then don't set the hook because it's a circle hook just start reeling and every fish you catch every every bump you get act like it's the biggest one you've ever caught Mm -hmm. what'd you think buck what what was your initial thought because i was standing right beside i was in the middle of both y'all buck was to my right cooney was to my left what 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 was your initial thought when you started fishing, deep sea fishing? You out here in the big water, cub. Yeah, I didn't think that every time you put the line down in the water, you was going to bring something up. And we did that. Yeah. We did that. Uh, what, what did you think when you caught that first one and it felt like you was pulling in a 500-pound catfish? Yeah. And it would be... <laughs> It'd be like a... 10 pound trigger fish yeah <laughs> what'd you what'd you think uh, things don't play yeah yeah 
Well, that was that was a rather light articulation well, book. That's a pretty well, cool I mean, story, Buck. Maybe one day I'll make a movie on that. Well, I mean, I wouldn't do much. I mean, I fished, but I wouldn't do much of it. Well, well Buck, Buck fished. I think he caught three. I think you had three drops, and you caught something every time. If not, had three on your line because we had three hooks on our side of the boat. Yeah. Each one of our lines had three hooks on them, baiting them with squid and then uh, cigar fish. Yeah. And uh, Buck caught three, and the next thing I know, he's over there selling Buicks off the side of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and he done got sick. What was your initial thought, Coney? When I dropped the line in the water, I was like, whoa, that's deep. Right. Because I clicked that little button and let that thing fall. And he he told, he said, just go all the way and it'll get slack in it when it's there. Yeah. I didn't think that line was ever going to slack up. <laughs> the thing was dropping. Yeah. And then dropped it down there and knocked it back. Did two reels get it off the bottom. Sat there for about 10 seconds. And then it, and I was like, yo, cuh. And I was like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That ain't no that ain't no bass right there, son. Right. Cooney caught um he caught he didn't catch the biggest snapper. The the captain caught the biggest snapper on the boat. Uh, I don't know the weights. I wasn't there when James and them weighed them all. But he caught the next two biggest snapper. Cooney caught two pretty big fish. Yeah. Uh but now Buck got sick. But now I'm proud of you because you didn't complain, you didn't moan and groan, you didn't just say bump it. My trip's over. I've been seasick. I went uh, deep sea fishing down out of Cancun, Mexico, Mm -hmm. sickest I'd ever been in my life. And I got up. I was able to catch one fish. I caught a barracuda, and the rest of the time I was either laying down or throwing up. Yeah, one of the two. I got seasick. But Buck didn't complain. He didn't moan and groan. If he got to feeling too sick, he went and laid down. And when he got to feeling better, he was back out there fishing. And I'm proud of you for doing that, Buck, because you didn't. You know, you can get out there and just be not not so much uh, aggravating to somebody. But if you make too big of a deal of it, you, you weigh in on other people's good time then. Yeah. And you didn't do that a bit. You didn't do that a bit. That that says a lot right there. Mm -hmm. What did you think, Cooney, about the – because Buck didn't get much of this, but now Buck did catch a lot of fish. Every hole we stopped at, we caught a lot of fish. Yeah. Which now we went from – oh, I can't remember how deep he said it was, like 200-something foot, to to all of a sudden we bounced back up to like 47 foot. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't know – We'd come up a lot shallower, and I let that reel go, son, and that joker was a flying. You know, I barely had my thumb on it because I'm racing to get my get my bait down there to the bottom, and then all of a sudden, boom, 47, I spidered up the old reel a little bit. Did you do that when we hit that shallow hole? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I actually did that when we – first time I dropped. <laughs> <laughs> the first time you dropped. Yeah. What did you think about the <clears> – <throat> did you ever think in your mind – that you was gonna be out there catching, all right. So you so you already got the depth, all right. So you're you're pulling fish up of decent size, at at great depths, pulling them almost straight up off the bottom, 
and the sheer number of fish we was catching. I think we ended up keeping oh the total fish out of everything, the grouper, the mahi, and even those bonitas, which you you know we didn't uh, process them to eat them, but the snappers. Uh, I think we had like forty nine we brought off the boat, and that's I mean that's. We caught so many fish that wasn't in season that we had to let go, and uh, yeah. uh, so many other fish that, I mean, we caught well over 100 fish. Oh, for sure. What, the seven of us combined. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. How did you feel about, well, both, I'll ask both of you, because even though Buck didn't get to fish as much as we did, how did you feel about your physical fitness out there on that boat? Man, them them things will wear you out. Right. You were you reeled one of them fish, especially that bonita, because me and you both reeled on that thing yeah, for now, a good minute. Now they hooked up to that bonita. We was coming back with the line out, basically trolling with that big old boat. Yeah. Yeah. And that bonita hooked, and uh, I could have swore I reeled on it first, uh, for probably what six seven minutes yeah and i probably reeled on it for about the same amount of time you did right and but i thought well my, this is a big old huge amberjack or something this is a big old king mackerel or something like that you know what i mean and uh i said dad bomb son that thing them them all, any fish you catch out there even them little trigger fish they, yeah. it just wears your forearms out yeah and i'm used to reeling with my left hand yeah so i'm i'm out here doing it with my right hand and when my right hand gets so tired i sing then i hold the rod with my right hand and and he told me not to flip the fishing pole around because that eye or whatever that they keep on the top of them yeah to cut the line it'll cut the line so i had to keep it the same way so then i'd start holding the pole with my right hand and reaching over the reel and reeling with my left hand doing that switch move on y'all yeah i seen you doing that it's it's a wonder i thought to myself now if he gets hooked to a show enough big boy a show enough big boy that that is going when he does that swap it's going to jerk that pole right out of his hands mm-hmm. and then you're going to owe them jokers for a pole and a reel that's what i was thinking so so it was wearing you out wasn't it yeah it was wearing me out too what about you buck Oh yeah, after about three, the first three jumps, that that fourth one, I had to, uh, I pulled up three on it at one time. That took me a minute. Right. <laughs> yeah, that ain't no joke, is no. it? No. And that, like he, like Cooney was talking, that Bonita, that Joker wasn't no joke. I, I said, man, this this thing right here is a hundred pound fish. I don't know what it weighed. I'd say twenty pounds, maybe yeah, probably, maybe twenty five. I thought, well, this this thing right here is just gonna be humongoloid, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, it'll real it'll check you real quick on how strong you are in your forearms, for sure. That one that one arm you're using to hold the pole up, yeah, it'll check you real quick on how strong your forearms are, without a doubt. With that belt on or not, that's the first time I'd used that belt. To hold the rod, I hadn't ever used one before. But uh, so yeah, that was the fishing man. We caught now. James used that electric reel. I'm yeah, gonna ha- James, I'm James gonna- cheated. If you're out there deep sea fishing and there has to be a car battery required, you ain't really deep sea fishing. 
had to bust him out on that son he was using that that uh that electric reel and uh Oh, Greg, he was over there. He was catching some good fish, too. Now, yeah. Greg stayed out there. Greg and Blake, I took me some breaks. I ain't going to lie. Oh, I did, too. I went in there and got in that AC, which we had good weather overcast out there, too. There might have been, what, two or three times the sun really come out and was doing its thing. Yeah, I'd get out about every stop and catch about two or three. Yeah. Then I'd probably go sit back down till we yeah. were gone again. Yeah. Well, I, which I guess, you know, everybody showing up fished. Uh, a good bit but james and uh greg and blake was out there the whole time yeah they pretty yeah. much yeah Hank, yeah. cat stayed out there a good bit too. oh yeah a long yeah. time yeah sure did everybody everybody pretty much fish james fish hard too yeah well, no J- well james stayed out there a long time he didn't <laughs> fish hard you know that, there was right there at the end james said he got where he didn't really like that electric reel that much yeah yeah there, uh, yeah there, there at, the, at end. the end he was catching them with the regular old reel yeah 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 he yeah he shot yeah he was back here on the back of the boat i yeah. remember that now he caught a lot like that mm-hmm. a lot and then we got to that one spot and we posted up and they wasn't nothing biting and uh about the time the old captain said i wonder why they ain't biting right here he hooked into a shark and uh Blake tried to bring that shark in and it ended up breaking the line. It's about a what, six, seven foot shark? Yeah. Pretty nice shark. I had never caught no shark. But uh so I don't I'm not the gauge of what nice sharks are and what they are and I couldn't even tell you the species it was, but looked like it was fun fighting that thing anyhow. Yeah. I'm sure it's teeth what what busted the line. Yeah. If I had to guess. Sharks have teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're trying to be a smart tail now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we uh then we loaded up and we come on back and uh it was a good you got now you wasn't sick on the boat ride back, was you? No. I, I mean, woke up and we had about an hour and a half left, left coming in. Coming in, so yeah, we had I mean, right at four hours coming back in too. Yeah. And did y'all notice how, like, when we got right there, close, all the dad-blasted boats? Man, yeah, I was, I, they I, was just everywhere, son. I was surprised at all of them. Them party barges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one party barge out there, man, looked like it was shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Looked like there wasn't no room to move on that thing. Yeah, and then you had all the little, the little boats that people have. Just and they're out there, just flying around everywhere. Yeah, and they just flying, son. They pontoon boats out there, right? Little boats. Now that deck hand, he worked his tail off. Oh yeah, he he did. He never stopped. Griffin, I mean he he worked his tail off, baiting hooks, getting fish off the line, helping people, running back and forth. That right there, which both of them jobs, the captain and the and the Deckhand, those those are some. That's some honest work right there, son. Yeah, I'm talking about that is getting down, dude. Then, do you think you could be a deckhand, Cooney? Probably not. Hmm, why just, not? Man, he was flying around that boat. Yeah, he one 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 time at one point he was over there with me, and then he jumped all the way back on the other side with James, and 
Next thing I know, he's over there helping you get fish off the line, and then he's over there doing that. I mean, he was getting it. What do you think, Buck? You you got you got a deck hand in you? I think I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think either one of y'all could do it. He never he never really even rested. No, he didn't rest at all. Uh, he didn't I mean, re- on, he didn't on the boat him. on the boat ride back, he he did, he wasn't working as hard. Well, he didn't have to. wasn't nobody fishing, but he right. was st- he was still having he was still throwing out them trawling lines and everything. Yeah. So so like when we stop, when we stop and we go to fishing, you know he's. He's helping bait hooks. Mm-hmm. He's helping get fish off. He's helping uh, people, you know, hold on to their rod. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's doing all that different stuff. He's putting the fish in the cooler. He's making sure he's checking the fish, making sure they're legal. He's got all this and that going on. Plus, he's also throwing those those uh, other rods out that give us other options to catch fish. Yeah. He, he's the one that's manning them. If they get a bite, he's the one over there making sure they're hooked up. And he'll make sure they're hooked up, and then he'll hand it off to somebody. Yeah. Now, I had never seen that on another boat where they had a deck hand running rods like that, too. That That's the first time I'd seen that. And uh, He'd been running those the whole time, though. The whole oh, yeah. time. He, he was running them ever, ever since we took he, off. He threw those out. That's how that's how uh, we caught that mahi. Yeah. He, he's they in the middle it. helping everybody. And the captain hollers mahi. And he runs over. He spots them out in the water. There yeah. was three of them running together. He spots them out there in the water. And he throws that line out there with the bait on it and reels it just a couple of times. And one of them, bam, hits it, son, like old largemouth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He hooked it up and handed the pole off. So he, I mean, a couple of times I've seen him help a couple of people, you know, that was struggling a little bit, and he'd take the pole and give them just 10, 15 seconds rest and hand it back to them. Yeah. That joker worked his tail off, dude. Oh, yeah. And the captain, too, that's the first time I've seen it, too. And it wasn't that the deck hand wasn't keeping up, but he was coming down there cutting bait. Mm-hmm. And them boys worked mm-hmm. cutting bait, handing bait, helping get fish off. And then when we go back in the cabin to move to a different spot, uh, Griffin, he was out there washing the boat down, washing the blood off, making mm-hmm. sure the rods are back ready to go. If if we reeled them up and set them, set them there and, and, you know, you got three hooks on one rod, if all three hooks didn't have bait on them, he was getting them baited back up, checking the fish, getting the bait back in the bucket, you know, because he'd, he'd pull bait out. And put it in that bucket. That if he was too swamped, we could reach over there and grab our own bait. Yeah, you know, and uh, which it makes sense to have one person when you got seven people fishing, mm-hmm. doing all that. Well, I'm I say it makes sense for one person. That was enough work for two people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but if you think if you get all seven people doing that running around mm-hmm. trying to get fish off and like i told cooney i'd cut up with cooney and aggravate him for two solid weeks before we <laughs> went cooney do not put your finger in these fish's mouth yeah because all the fish out there got teeth all yeah. of them yeah and they they ain't just they ain't just punk teeth neither these are some show enough teeth that'll take your finger off yeah and uh but if you had that many people doing that Imagine the the mess you would have. Oh yeah, you'd have a 
people bumping into each other. Other yeah. people have fallen people people falling off. Right, and uh, but yeah, so he he'd be cleaning the boat while we're dang riding to the next spot and getting ready to go. And then when we was done fishing, heading back in, he's he's out there getting the rods put back up, getting the boat cleaned up. He uh, when we was pulling in, he's getting the placemats up, getting them clean, getting helping us get our stuff off the boat. Mm-hmm. He starts unloading the fish. He puts the fish on the board, loads them back up on the cart, takes them takes them to the processor on the cart. Mm-hmm. That ain't no joke. That's some work out there. And like I said, keep in mind, keep in mind the heat down there. We, y'all did not get to experience the heat that is down there in Florida. Now, it gets hot here in Georgia. I'm not, I'm not saying Florida is the hottest place on earth. I'm not saying that. But when you out there on the ocean fishing, showing up fishing, and that sun it's bearing down like that. That's uh, that's rough, son. That's rough, especially when you're fishing for hours or like him, like Griffin, just just running as hard as you can run. That's some rough stuff. What do you think? Yeah, it, it, there's a lot of physical work. That's for sure. It ain't a mental game. It's a physical game. So what do you what do you your first deep sea fishing experience, but mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? Just overall, well, it was a good, it was a good experience. Yeah. I liked it. I had fun. Are you still sick? I mean, because yeah. you ain't you ain't saying much about it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did did you enjoy the fishing? Was it what you expected? Did you not expect that? I didn't I, expect a long boat ride. That was about it. Right. Yeah. What about the fishing yourself? I mean, it ain't like. Wicked tuna, and it ain't, you uh, know. It ain't like none of that. Yeah. I thought it'd be more like the rods would be sitting there, and you'd be waiting. Right. I didn't think it'd be like a just all the time well, fish. Where we was at, that, that, that in spots that, that captain was putting us yeah. on, if you didn't get a bite within 20 seconds, it's because you didn't feel the bite. Yeah. And you reel it up, and, and your bait's gone. gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe the... Maybe which with it's like anything with experience, you know, you get better. But maybe the boat come up on on your side and help pull your line up, and you didn't fit, notice that it yeah. was an actual bite. You just thought the line was getting pulled up. Mm-hmm. But them spots he was putting us on, if like I said, if you didn't get a bite in thirty seconds, it's because you didn't feel it. Yeah, I mean that was nonstop fishing. What else? I mean, what else? Did, so. It's safe to say you didn't expect to be catching fish like that. No, I didn't. Right. I didn't think it'd be catching a lot of fish like that. Right. Did you expect the boat ride to be that comfortable? Which I know you got sick, but you didn't get sick because you was uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, I didn't expect it to have air conditioning. Right. Yeah, I just figured that was just something that didn't happen on a boat. Right. <laughs> and them beds that that they had down in there, them things was, it was pretty pretty comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, those were real nice. What I mean, what was your overall thought on the the fishing? I liked it. I think I'll do it again, definitely. Try to do I, that's something I try to do like once a year. I want to do some of that inshore fishing. That's what I want to do. I want to do some of that inshore fishing, which we was talking talking to him about marlin fishing. Yeah. 
and he said we could leave at midnight and go out and fish all day mm-hmm. and then come back in that night. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to be out there for probably 24 hours, yeah. maybe a little bit over. Uh, Cooney said he didn't want no part of that. I think that'd be more my style. You think so? Yeah. Now, he said the, the marlin fishing, when it's on, it's on, but when it ain't, it ain't. Yeah. That's a, that's a long time to be on the boat like that. You know yeah. what I mean? A, a real long time. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think I want to be out there on the ocean at night. Why? Because I ain't Christopher Columbus. <laughs> What's the difference about it at night than it is in the day? You don't. I don't know. I just don't think I'd want to do it at night. You scared of the cracking? No. Well, I mean, what's the deal? I don't get it. I just don't want to do it at night. I think it think it'd be better during the daytime. You know, we was talking about the ocean, and we was talking that how easy it is to see the beauty of God's creation in the woods, mm-hmm. in the forest, in the fields around where we hunt. Yeah, you know, and. uh that some of us felt it was easier to see it in the woods than it was in the ocean. And I think partly, partly that is, is the area we was is developed all the way up yeah. to the beach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But for me, I see the power yeah. of God's creation in the ocean mm-hmm. that ocean is no joke my yeah, friend it ain't playing around I, I mean it is no mm-hmm. joke on that boat even even on the beach i know i was making jokes about not being a beach man but feeling that water and seeing that water yeah be, it being an unstoppable force mm-hmm. i mean you put something in it if it don't move it it just goes around it yeah it don't it, it just does what it wants out there. Right. And uh, it does what God wants it to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it does. It does what God wants it to do. And I see the power in that. That that ocean is no joke at all. So, Coney, you want to fire up a trip every year? Yeah. To get out there and go. Oh, yeah. What do you think about Panama City itself? Which we didn't go down to the beach, but... What'd you think? It was nice, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of nice, nice restaurants and stuff. And yeah. Some, I noticed on the way down to Panama City, there's a lot of places where there's really big statues of random stuff outside. Oh, like, like peanuts pe- and bulls and all kinds of stuff. Peanuts and bulls, and yeah. Then yeah. We, went, we stopped at that Chick Fil A down there that had a big old cow standing out front of it. That was in Dothan, Alabama. Yeah. Same thing. But, no, it's not. That wasn't <laughs> Panama City. What do you think of Panama City, Buck? I thought it, it reminded me of when we went to Savannah. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. Maybe right. More like Tybee Island, I guess. Yeah. Just all them pastel. Shops and pastel. All them colors and stuff like that. I couldn't get Cooney to do the, the bungee shoot thing. I tried yeah, to do it. Nobody would do it with me. The slingshot. Nobody would do it with me. I mean, and you wouldn't do it with me. Yeah, I feel like if I did it with you, you ever seen that video of DMX doing it with his daughter? Yeah. 
no. the slingshot. And he's like, hold on, baby girl, I got you. Hold on, baby girl, daddy's got you. Daddy's <laughs> got you, baby girl. It's okay. No, I've never that's, seen it. That's what I'd have to be doing to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd have to be nestling the little old raccoon and holding, uh, holding his hand. It'd probably the other way around. I got you, daddy. Just calm down, daddy. I got you. <laughs> I ain't getting on that thing. Y'all done flip. You think I'm getting on that thing? Can't be that bad. One to ten. One to ten. Panama City, Coney. Your experience, one to ten. Now, now, James is going to take this to heart because James. Yeah, because I've been. I was James, writing James the whole trip. James wrote the itinerary for he this did. trip. He did. So, one to ten. One to ten. I'm going to have to rate it. This is my final rating on the 2021 Panama City deep sea fishing trip. Right. Hosted by James Wright. Hosted by. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a nine point eight. 9.8. Yeah. That's pretty high. That is pretty high. Buckzilla. I'm going to give it a 10. Buckzilla's coming in mm. with a 10. I'm giving it a 10. Even though the only thing that <clears throat> went wrong for me on the whole thing was getting sick. Yeah. And that's not James's fault. So Yeah. <laughs> Cooney's probably saying, yeah, it is, too. That's James's fault. James had it planned out for you to get sick. Yeah. He said there's seven people. Buck will get sick. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 10, period. Uh, it was a true blessing to go down there with all the people we went down there with. Um, the food was good. The atmosphere, the fellowship, the fishing, the weather. I mean, it didn't take all that for it to be a blessing, but it was a wholehearted blessing. You, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Without a doubt, we was truly blessed to go mm -hmm. with who we went with. We hadn't been able to hang out with those, you know, with that part of our family, you know, James and Blake and Kat and all them. Greg, I mean, they're like, they're like family to us. Yeah. They're, they're more than friends. And, um, I really, really enjoyed it and hope we could do do stuff like that more often. And I'm glad y'all got to go because I had never been able to uh, spend that kind of time with y'all out there on the ocean. And I'm glad I was there with y'all for y'all's first time to see Buck get sick and throw up off the <laughs> boat five times in a row. <laughs> and to see Cooney think he's a bad mamma jamma out there with his american flag shirt on <laughs> trying to reel that bonita in and it was whooping his tail it was i mean just slap whooping his tail what do you think of, that's the first time you've been in a wind dixie cooney yeah now that was I, the first time i've been in a wind dixie that's a and the wind dixie is a weird grocery store i will say that i got a really weird vibe from the wind dixie <laughs> it's like a it's like an angle and a kroger's mixed together uh, Ingles and a Kroger mixed together. Yeah. I think it's more like an Angles and a Publix mixed together. Yeah. Mm, nah, I'm gonna say Kroger. I think it's more like an Angles and a Publix. Yeah. Well, you ain't. You also don't go to the grocery store that much. What do you think of it, Buck? Being a man, Buck used to work at Publix. Being a being a grocery ex grocery store man yourself. <laughs> it you, was more of a. It was an Ingles Publix mix for sure. Yeah. Would you work? Would you work at a Winn Dixie or a Publix? No, Publix. Buck's a Publix man. 
I don't but, know nothing. I don't even. I don't grocery shop anywhere else but a Publix. Publix is the best grocery store I whatever agree. lived. I agree. Without a doubt, and they got the best. They cakes. got the be- They got the best bakery. They got the best deli. They got the best seafood. I did produce, call. I did meat, call everything. in and order a birthday cake from Publix today. Yeah, yeah. We about to have to go out there and get that grill fired up. And get everything ready to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're yeah, right. Publix, Publix is the superior grocery store. I agree. All right. Buck gave it a 10. I gave it a 10. Cooney come in with a 9.8. What, I mean, what the two tenths, where'd they go? What was that for? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It just don't, it don't seem like a fully 10, 10 point experience to me. Right. There's always, because I mean, everything you do, there's always room for improvement. I think that's the first time in a long time I've rode any distance with somebody else and not just said hey i've got to drive i've got to drive yeah i was pretty surprised yeah. by that my daddy my dad don't even like it when i go to take him drive to walmart with him no show away show away. i ain't a rider i'm a driver yeah well, all right well that's it on the on the pcb review july 4th 2021 mm-hmm. you got anything else buck no. Nope. You're still looking like you're seasick. I know that. <laughs> you ain't you ain't hardly saying. Raccoonie, what in the world do you got? Anything. Nothing. Well, let's go fire this grill up. It'll be my mama's seventy third birthday on Tuesday and we're gonna celebrate it today. Mm-hmm. We're gonna holler at y'all. See ya. Deuces.